Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And today we are talking all about Torment, part one, the Bleeding Hearts series, book one by Dylan Page. What a ride. If you know, you know. Yeah. Let's um let's talk about something extremely um stupid but i'm sure people are noticing that i have an extra sexy voice this episode (laughs) i had noticed i have been battling allergies and then also a cold i'm not sick anymore but the congestion is still like there so uh this is just to get out of the way this is why i sound the way i do okay (laughs) we will take you however you sound thank you Anyway, so I just wanted to, to we didn't want to miss another episode because we're doing good. We're on a, this is our third in a row. We're on a roll, baby. We're on a roll. Oh no, this is our fourth in a row. Yeah. We're, we are back, baby. We're back. And also I love talking to Tori and, and it's fun. And I, I feel fine. I really do. I just sound extra sexy this episode. <laughs> Well, you can sound extra sexy and I will sound extra tipsy because I am drinking tonight. Sounds like a plan. I did a little bit of drinking before. So right now I'm just drinking water because if I were to drink any more, I would pass out like asleep. Yeah. So So, tell me, Torment, what are your thoughts? I mean, we both loved this book when we first, this is our reread for us. And I loved it just as much the second time around. I actually think I loved it more and it was more insightful almost because you kind of know a little bit more of a background. And also um, because I know Keenan is a safe person now that like I've read the whole du- duet because the first time I read it, reading the parts with Keenan in them gave me a lot of anxiety. Me too. Okay. Because he is from a rival gang and I thought like, what's what's his motivation? What's his game? Mm-hmm. So now that I have read the whole thing, now that I know that he is a safe place for Mina and he ended up being a safe place and like, fine it was a lot more enjoyable reading his parts okay i want to take just a second at the very beginning of our episode 
to say that it is almost impossible to separate parts one and parts two. Yes. So be prepared for spoilers for book two because mm-hmm. you can't talk. You just can't. Or I can't anyway. And since I'm the one talking, that's what matters. Yes. Um. <laughs> so be prepared for spoilers. If you haven't read Torment, don't listen to this episode. Yeah. Read the duet, then come back to us. Correct. Because you don't want to spoil the ending. No, the ending of this duet is one of the most insane things I've ever read in a good way. It was very unexpected. Um, and it, a lot of times now we're thinking, does this qualify as a romance, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the way it ends and people still, I don't think have come to a conclusion. I think you can go either way. I think it could go either way. I am inclined to say that it has a happily ever after or an unconventional happy ever after. Yes. Um, so for me, I would consider this a romance. I would agree. I consider it a romance. It's a dark romance. Yes. It is all shades of dark. Yeah. I mean, reading this book, honestly, it made me, like, again, reading it as a second read through, kind of knowing the backstory, knowing what's going on. I actually really felt bad for Mina's mom. I know. I from later books that I have that I had read more recently, mm-hmm. I did not remember that James slash Sheik was such an ass. Yeah, he was. I was like, "What? Where did this come from?" Yeah, because he was obsessed with her mom. Yeah, up to a point, but he also, I mean, he broke the cardinal rule of romance. He cheated on her mom. Yeah. Multiple times, not even just once, like regularly. That was just like a thing he did. Biker dude. Yeah, with the sweet butts. But yeah, I felt really bad for her mom because the, we, we first start this book off uh, as Mina and her mom are are kind of like, Mina is being introduced to James. Um, because mom, her mom has meet, been meeting this guy. Um, her dad had died of a year or so ago and her mom's finally moving on like it's it's a good thing you're excited right Mina's seven and she's like oh cool I get to, to make a new friend yeah and like I get a new daddy and like this whole thing like she you know she's a little girl she's a, she's she's also very empathetic and I feel like she's always has been because she she's like always been too smart not too smart for her age too mature for her age too grown up yeah, because she understands, like, oh, mommy is sad. And she says, like, as I peek up at mommy's face, I liked how her old, beautiful smile was back. It had been three years since I saw it, and I wanted it to last. So she understands that this is, like, a good thing. And that's kind of how we start. But, yeah, as um books progresses, it gets darker and darker and darker, and he just, he's horrible. I mean. After the car accident, where he ran her off the road to stop her from leaving. Yeah. I Is mean. Her... No, go ahead. Please. 
I have never understood the perspective of wanting to keep someone who didn't want to stay. You know, I would, I, I just don't understand how that thought process works. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. But he was bound and determined that she wasn't going anywhere. I mean, he locked her in her room for a month. I think he tied her to the bed for a month. I don't remember if she was tied or not. But I know that he put her in the room for a month. Yes. And Mina couldn't see her for like two weeks or something. Yes. The only reason I'm thinking is I think she was tied to the bed is because when that first meeting um, where he let her into the room... Her mom, she said her mom sat up, but she couldn't sit up all the way. Oh, yeah. So, again, we're, we're looking at us through the eyes of a seven-year-old, so we don't really know what's happening. I was but thinking it was because of the injuries. Maybe. That could have been. And I don't think her injuries were car, rela- were car wreck related. Mm-mm. He totally beat the hell out of her. Yeah. He's horrible. Yeah, he was horrible. I mean, he... He had the potential of a good book boyfriend, a book dark, a dark romance book boyfriend, because he clearly put like a lookout on her house because he knew when she was leaving in the middle of the night. Right. Somebody tipped him off and he chased her down and he ran her off the road and then he dragged her kicking and screaming back to his house. Everything kind of lines up like, oh, this is what a book boyfriend would do. Yeah. But then he crosses the line of multiple ways like our our book boyfriends never hit our our heroines not in a non-sexy way <laughs> yeah they don't hit in anger no um and they certainly don't cheat so yeah i mean he does i think i, I don't know i think he does uh eventually feel bad about it but at that point it's too late yeah I I know that like when we get to Ashes, where you see him, and I cannot remember the female main character to save my soul. Oh, me neither. In Ashes, I can't remember In either. Ashes. Um, but when he is relating to her, it's like he's redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the, I had completely blocked out the ass. But I I was really um Shay kind of I mean he was he was a creature of his environment. Yeah. I mean he got it from his dad. Yeah. And he was brought up in such a crazy, you know, unstable, violent environment in general right it's not just his dad it's the club yeah mina blames a lot of it on the club um and she's oblivious to it for most of the book until she finds out eventually what happens um like in that scene where she brings the brownies and walks in on no was is it the brownies she was bringing something over to the, to and the club she, that she walked in on. On like a whole orgy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the, before that, I think when her and her mom came to visit, she also like walked in on 
or almost walked in on James cheating on her mom with some girl. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's talk a little bit of Shay, right? Shay imprinted on Mina immediately, literally from day one. At 13, 13 years old, he's yeah. like mine. Dibs. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's at that picnic that, you know. Their annual picnic. And that's the first inkling that Mina's mom. Why don't I know Mina's? Is it Emily? What's her mom? I think it's Emily. Let me see. But anyway, Mina's mom, that's the first time that she really kind of gets an inkling of like, oh, there's something wrong with this guy and his his kind of situation because she gets to meet everybody and then she meets Shay and he's fighting somebody. Like he's beating the crap out of somebody. Not just one somebody. There were like five kids in that in that brawl mm-hmm. because he was establishing his dominance. Yeah. It's almost like a, a werewolf shifter club book. <laughs> well, it was really, I thought it was really cute when he was trying to explain dominance to Mina. Because she was like, dominance? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, close enough. Yeah. Um, but really that's the first time because he brings her to that playground and and she scares him by like hopping off a swing or something. She, she jumps off the swing. Yeah. And he gets upset. And then she makes him that crown of daisies. And that's it. That's a, it's over for her. It's over for her. Well, she makes him upset and then she does it's not the crown of daisies. She brings him the single daisy. Yes. The, at first. And she said, I ho- I thought this would make you feel better. I'm mm-hmm. sorry I scared you. Yeah. And boom. Yeah. There it was. He looked at the little flower that I'd given him and held it carefully in his hands. He seemed confused at first for what felt like ages. He simply stared at the little flower. When he slowly raised his head to look at me, his silver eyes were shimmering with unshed tears. That was it. That was it. But sh- there is no question that Shay is a budding. I don't know if he would be a psychopath or a sociopath, but he is definitely a path. Yeah, he's one of the one of the paths. <laughs> he's, I don't, yeah, he's. Uh, we'd have we'd have to have Doctor Friend read this book and analyze him a little bit for us. Um, he might also be some sort of like almost on the spectrum possibly. Yeah, that could be it. Um, again, I'm not really sure. He's definitely got something mentally wrong with him for sure. And, uh, I, I love that Dylan is writing a new torment with Shay's son. I know. Because I'm curious to see what that will be like. She said, here's the spoiler alert, everybody, right? Mina ends up having Shay's son, but as we know, something happens to Shay, and her and Keenan end up raising this boy. So they are have a family, and they have like a, it seems to be like a very stable, happy 
family. So from what I understand, Dylan is trying to see if somebody with Shay's condition was to be born, but in a stable, loving environment where he could get the the help and maybe therapy that he needs, like would that change things? I can't wait. Echoes yeah. cannot come out soon enough. Yeah. Agreed. I'm very excited. But the the epilogue that was added to Torment Part 2, mm-hmm. where you see Mina coming into, Mina and Keenan and their child coming into the um, cemetery, that just broke me. Yeah. This book <laughs> broke me. Yeah, I remember you telling me, like, have candy or 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 alcohol or wine, chocolate, and tissues. Yeah, that's my uh, advice when somebody says I'm reading torment. And yeah, I remember reading it. I was like blown away. But that's okay. We'll we'll get to that part later because we need to unpack part one first. Yeah, and like the lo- because Mina's again, Mina's mom saw that Shay was obsessed and that he wasn't just a brotherly in love with Mina. She saw that he wanted her in a a different way. She was 12 and he was 17, Mm -hmm. I believe. And he's sleeping in her bed. Yeah. And there's no wonder that her mom throws a fit about it. Yeah, but she, he, she had kind of always known, I feel like. I think so, but I think that was the tipping point for her. Yeah, yeah. And when she made a fuss out of that, that started to cause problems for Shay, and which leads to the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they get attacked, right? Mina and her mom get attacked. Yeah, they are. James and Shay are at a club function, and Mina and her mom are at James's house or where they've been living for the last however many years. Mina's 16, and she just got found out that she was um, like the scholarship for dance. Yeah. With, with her from her dance recital. And, and this, the school that she was applying to is like, far away from where they live but it's incredibly prestigious mm-hmm. and she is so excited she can't wait yeah and Shay, Shay is devastated by this idea so after the recital while they're at home three masked intruders come in and emily puts mina in the closet in the bedroom and says, don't come out. Don't say a word. Mm-hmm. And she can hear her mom being beaten to death. Yeah. And then the closet doors open. And she's dragged out. And she's dragged out. And they hit her knee with like a pipe or something. Yeah. Conveniently, they hit her knee where she's unable to dance anymore. Yeah. And um, and she has nowhere else to go because her yeah. mom is her mom is dead. There's no other relatives, so she stays with 
with James and Shay? Well, you have to remember, James made Emily sign, even before this even happened, James made Emily sign paternal rights over to him, guardianship rights. Right. And she fought him on it for a while. But eventually, I'm like, and again, this book just made me feel reading it over again, just so bad for her mom because her mom turns into an alcoholic because she's just drowning in this environment. And she tries to tries to leave, right? She tried to leave multiple times, but she couldn't leave. And she's trying to protect her daughter. But like, I, I am, I'm not saying I condone this behavior, but I get why she like drank herself into a stupor 95% of the time because she's seeing what happens and she can't prevent it. It's such like a horrible domestic violence, like just bad circle yeah um because it's a cycle that just doesn't stop until she dies yeah and you can see that she wants something better for her daughter she wants something better for mina she was very excited that mina got into the school yeah um and had every intention of sending her daughter away because even um remember sorry we're gonna hop all over we're jumping all over the place yeah, but there was a, a um after the car accident they move in whatever, right? Mhm. Uh, things start for he he forces her to get married cuz they were engaged but you know, she thought maybe they were get married like a year or so now, but like yeah. it was like a month later month. and he made her marry him. And then he bought her a car that was a like a piece of shit car that conveniently would only go like up to 50 miles an hour and after 50 miles an hour it would just like kaputs yeah right so you know somebody fucked with that car because mm -hmm. they they all like in a motorcycle club i'm sure they're good with like engines and things like they definitely fucked with that car enough so that she couldn't take it on highways to leave yeah it's only like good for back roads where you can go like two miles an hour and I know, just like very convenient. Like he was so manipulative. Again, I like I feel like we're talking too much about James here, but I that's really just the thing that stood out to me in, in this reread. But you know, if we don't talk about that environment, we can't understand Shay. Yeah. Because Shay sees the way that his dad interacts with Emily and sees absolutely nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Bitches be bitches and they deserve what they get. Mm -hmm. And his dad is so obsessed. So it's it's a pr natural progression for yeah. Shay to react the way that he does to Mina. Yeah. And he pretty much claims her from the beginning. And God help any male that looks at her the wrong way. That poor boy who walked her home. Eli. Eli. Justice for Eli. Hashtag justice for Eli. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he messed him up. Yeah, he beat him to, I think, like a disfigurement level. He had several plastic surgeries because I talk about it in Ashes. Yes. So there He's... were several plastic surgeries and reconstructions and... Mm -hmm. I mean, it was and just all, awful. Yeah, all that boy did was hold her hand. He asked her to the movies. 
And like you can see, I felt so bad for Mina because like you can see the like her drain, like her face goes pale because they're just standing there and they're talking and she's excited about going to the movies with Eli. And then she hears the motorcycle. Yeah. And it's like, and she just says, run to him. She's like, Eli, run. And he's like, why? Like, like anybody would be like, why? You know, I'm not doing anything wrong. We're just standing here. But Shay saw her holding his hand and it was over. He like saw red and then he beat that boy within an inch of his life. And after that, Mina is like, I'm never dating anybody. And she she does date Keenan very like on kinda sort of kinda again like they have one they have a pen pal ship right yeah they they exchange notes under the rock until he brings her a cell phone yeah um but I guess they have that one date on the beach yeah when he takes her but I mean they see each other I think they do date right they might not be physical they were physical that one time on the beach. Mm-hmm. But he sees her weekly because he's watching her rehearse. Practice dance. Yeah. And they correspond all the time. So, I, I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, she wants to date him. She has a huge crush on him. Because yeah. Keenan, I also loved that they were just, like, so different. They were both, of course, super attractive. Shay is described as this like tall, dark, and handsome. He's like the epitome of tall, dark, and handsome with these silver eyes and tattoos and like the bad boy situation, right? And Keenan is the golden boy. Yeah, literally. Golden hair, blue eyes, ice blue eyes. Golden skin. Yeah. Tanned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also bad boy because they're both in motorcycle clubs. We have to remember yeah. that opposing motorcycle clubs. So what is your opinion on how Mina felt about Shay? I understood how she felt, right? She wasn't attracted to him. She wasn't. Mm-mm. And she knew that it was wrong to to be doing anything with him because he was her stepbrother, right? But at the same point, she is a hormonal teenage girl and he is somebody who yes is good looking but also is very skilled right he makes her come like a thousand times well he's had enough practice exactly like he knows how to do it and it's just a bodily reaction for her Mm -hmm. and she feels so guilty about it afterwards when it's happening she i mean she does fight it, but to a to a point, and then if it's almost like she's like, all right, like just chasing that with. like that high because I understand, right? Like if someone's gonna make you come after a certain point, you're just like, all right, just need to come. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if it's guilty or not. Yeah. And then afterwards, she feels guilty and conflicted, but she she's walking on eggshells around him too. So it's she's in a horrible predicament. How is and, how is your thoughts on on their relationship? I think Mina was afraid of him. Yeah. I mean I I don't think he gets physically violent with Mina in the first book. 
Mm -mm. So it's not like there's a physical threat, but the manipulations and the threat of harm to others creates a huge fear for her. And, you know, even as she's with Keenan, she is always concerned about Shay finding out and Shay hurting Keenan. Yeah. Well, and, can we blame her after Eli? Well, no. But I thought it was a very interesting dynamic to have Shay and Keenan both being in her life at the same time. Yeah. I remember the first time I read it, I wasn't quite clear on who the the hero was. Yeah. I I wasn't sure which one she was going to end up with. My brain was going, we can redeem Shay. Yeah. Shay can be redeemed. He's 25 or he's 22 or whatever. Yeah. He can be redeemed. And so he may be him. But Keenan doesn't need to be redeemed. He's already mm -hmm. there. And she's attracted to him. And you just don't know. And that was, I think that was one of the big successes on Dylan's part. Oh, yeah. Like, she she did it that way on purpose. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like I said, I just had, you always knew that Shay had her, in his mind at least, had her best interests at heart, right? Mm -hmm. We always know that he's always putting her first. He's always protecting her. Um, and he that had... very first time, he protected her against Keenan. Well, Remember? I do. But he puts Mina first only when it coincides with what he wants. Yes. If there's a conflict between what Shay wants and what's best for Mina, Shay's desires went out. Oh, yeah. 100%. Which is why, yeah, which is why I said in his brain, he's putting her first, right? Um, Keenan actually puts her first. Yeah. He's the only person in that entire relationship, like between James, her mom, Shay, anybody, that puts her needs above anybody else, like above his own. And, and you know, even when they were at that, that beach, um, like, and they kissed. He stopped. Yeah. Until she was like, oh, no, you don't. Like, I've been waiting for this forever. Like, don't you get all gentlemanly on me now? Um, so she almost is like the aggressor there, which is interesting because it's such a flip side when when it's with Shay. She's always pushing away and saying, stop, don't, please don't. And he's manipulating her. Um, she, you remember Shay, like, again, he thinks he's putting her first, but again, he's not. But every night that he was in in bed with her, that before that, like they got physical in that in that matter, mm -hmm. he would be whispering to her, like, "I'm the only one that cares for you. You have nobody else. Your mom drinks. She doesn't put you first. Like nobody loves you the way that I do." Yes, like every night, every night, every night, like he's putting that in her brain. Subliminal messaging. Mm -hmm. Not quite. Not even like. like not even subliminal. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> like like real mess. Just messaging. But she's sleeping, so she doesn't know. Yeah. Um. And. Yeah, and he's always threatening her, like you don't want me to lose control. You don't like. 
you don't want me to hurt people, right? You don't want me to snap and destroy this house. Just be a good girl and do as you're told and everything will be okay. Like that's literally like all he says to her. Yeah. And again, my heart broke for Mina because she was in a no-win situation. There was there was no way out. No, there wasn't. And when she found a way, it was taken away from her. Yeah. And then at the end, right, at the very end of the book, she fights him and she's like, stop. Like, I don't think of you. Well, she fucks up and she says, I don't think of you the way I think. And then she stops and he's like, like who? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean, of course, I love that part. Uh, <laughs> but he, she's like, Shay, I love you, but like, I love you as a brother. Like, this is wrong. You know, I'm sorry if I led you on, but like, I didn't mean to. And and he's like, no, you're so stubborn. You're you're worried what people think. Like, you, you know, this is the right. Like, you feel this connection between us. And she's like, no, I don't see you like I see. And he's she starts talking, and he says, who, like, and then she said, um, he says, you love me. I know you do, and you belong to me, and you always have. And he says, like, I won't let you go because she's like, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm leaving. I'm going to go travel. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do something. And he's like, no, you fucking won't. He's like, and if you do, he's like, I need you to take this because he's forcing this new relationship on her. Right. He says, mm -hmm. I need you to, like, go in all the way and, like, say you'll be mine and and say that you'll belong to me. Um. He says, so whoever this other guy is, if he tries to take you from me, I will kill him. Do you understand? I will fucking kill him. And we know he's not messing around. He almost killed Eli for just holding her hand. So yeah, and they were in they were like 13 or 14. Yeah, I mean yeah, at, yeah. And then he's so he says is if you do as they say and if you commit to me, I will spare him. I won't hunt him down and I won't make him suffer. You know, but you know that I'm capable of that, right? Like, so if you don't, like, he doesn't finish the sentence, but we know. Like, yeah. we know. If yeah. you don't agree to be my, pretty much my girlfriend or whatever, because I don't even know if, like, a girlfriend is what he technically means. She just wants him to be hers. He's kind of like a little kid with a toy that he doesn't want to share yeah and i don't i don't know that he thinks of mina as a person i think that he thinks of her in terms of she belongs to me mm -hmm. as an object yeah and that's all and he's not he, he's not taking his toys to play with someone else no you're right like he definitely thinks of her as like a doll right yeah um, because in the later books, he makes her dress up a certain way. We have that tattoo scene that I'll never forget. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming up. That might have, that may have been my, the start of my fascination with tattoo scenes. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're onto something. I, I've not, honestly didn't even think of that. Um. But yeah, you might be right. I don't think he thinks of her as a human. I think he thinks of her because she's always been beautiful, right? She's got these striking green eyes and blonde hair, and she's just graceful and beautiful and so also, caring and empathetic. Yeah. She does everything good in the world. Yeah. I mean, Keenan calls her sunshine. Yeah. It's so sweet. He calls, Shay calls her sweetness. Yeah. Which I guess if we think of it, it's kind of like very close to sweet blood. Right? Yeah. I wouldn't have, I, I, I would not have made that connection, but I can see it. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but I think that part of that at least 13 year old Shay, when he decides to call dibs, I think it's because Mina shows all of the things that he wants in his life that he was mm -hmm. missing because he didn't get that kind of unconditional love from his mother. He didn't get it from his dad. Certainly didn't get it from Emily. No. Um, yeah, I mean, she's the first one to kind of like show him kindness and empathy. I'm thinking Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. 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 Very good point. So, so he imprints on her and that's it. You know, she's, she had no, she had no chance, especially with, I mean, James knew kind of, you know, Cause, and he did try to stop it. He did. Mm -hmm. Because at the very end there, they, they, they had some... Because he told him he can't sleep in, in her bed anymore. And then they they had arguments They had a on. huge argument. And Shay, like, is living in his own house at that point. Yeah. Because Shay builds the house. I don't remember if that's... I don't that's know if book this two. Book two, okay. He hasn't built anything yet. But at the very end of this book, like... James comes in and they have like a heart to heart with Mina at the table. And then he and then Shay comes home and like it's very tense and you can see like he calls him like chic. He doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. it's clearly like something went down. And I think it's because and after right after that is when Shay gives um, Mina that ultimatum of like about Keenan. Mm -hmm. I think he told james like it's done like i'm i'm done waiting kind of kind of thing yeah and i'm sure they had like an argument about that because and james is a horrible human being but he does i feel like he does like like mina if, i think he cares for mina as much as he's capable of yeah um it's weird though because like even from the very beginning i guess he used her to control her mom so i guess that's why because he was like always be like no like you're we're keeping mina here you know like he always kind of gave her to shay to take care of yeah like after the car accident mm -hmm. he, when he gets her out of the car he gives her to shay and says take her go home. with blaine and take her home yeah and he makes sure to say home like our home like yeah. not not back to her house um yeah i guess he he used mina to 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 control her mother which is why he was but then yeah I, I do feel like he does care for her like he 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 was gonna let her go to the dance school and everything like mm -hmm. he was 
He was they all go to her dance recitals, like they show up. But I mean, that's that's kind of it. I mean, there's no sex in this first book. No. There's some oral at the very end, but that's pretty much it. Can we talk about the fact that he got her drunk on her birthday? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the night that because up until that point, he only kind of like. He doesn't finger her, but he like makes her come with his hand, like kind of through her through her pajama pants. Mm hmm. Like there's no con like skin to skin contact. And she's so confused about the whole thing because the first time it happens is her prom night. It's right after her foot injury. And she can't go to prom, obviously, because she's in the cast. And she's kind of upset about it. And he's he made a prom at home for her. Yeah. And she makes a joke because, you know, they're siblings, so they they're constantly like ribbing each other. And she makes a joke like, oh, you just ate all this garlic breath. Like you have stinky breath. And he gets like legitimately mad because he's like, oh, I this is like the most romantic thing I've ever done. And and now you're cracking jokes at me like that's not nice. And she just continues to egg him on and he spanks her. <laughs> and she's so confused. <laughs> like She thought that he was kidding and then he actually does it. I think that it is kind of amazing that Mina gets to be 16 and she's still so innocent. Well, you think that that is amazing because, of course, she's not allowed to go anywhere. She has a curfew of like six o'clock. Right? Literally six oh, o'clock. Yeah. She's home late that one time after Keenan, I think 645, and Shay's losing his fucking mind. Mind. Of course she's innocent, right? She knows kind of what's going on at the club, but she has no experience with any sort of dating. She's got two friends, Be Becky and Ainsley, I think. And they're two girls. Like she she has she has zero normal kind of like teenage experience. They keep her in a bubble. Yeah. But yeah, so he makes her come then, like, just by, again, like, kind of, like, rubbing himself against her. And then she's super confused. But then the very first time he, like, eats her out is her birthday, her 17th birthday. Yeah. And he gets her drunk at the, at the club. And she doesn't want to drink because... Her mom is an alcoholic and she knows what, how bad alcohol is, right? She's she's like, I'm not comfortable with it. But again, he's like, just be a good girl and do what you're, you're told. Or, you know, you don't want to ruin this birthday for everybody, right? Like, And she gets drunk off of like, I don't know, three, I don't remember. It's like some sort of mixed fruity cocktail. Yeah. And that was a funny scene, though, when... When when James comes down after being whatever, and she's like, hey, daddy It's <laughs> <laughs> like completely wasted. Um, yeah, I mean, this book is, it's, it's great. It's very thought-provoking, which I think any good book should be, right? 
Yeah. We can really sit here and analyze it for hours and be like, well, I mean, he could be this, but he could be that. <laughs> like I said, it, it, it gave me a lot of almost comfort reading Keenan parts. I really enjoyed reading the Keenan parts. I had a really hard time rereading this one. Yeah. Because I had my emotional shields up. Mm. so much because I know what's coming yeah but it was hard for me to it was hard for me to enjoy it as much the second time as I did the first it's it's still a wonderful book yeah um and I would recommend it I I have recommended it to numerous people but it was hard to reread see and I sped reread it I was like all in it's almost like a comfort read to me book one anyway we'll see what happens with book two yeah book two is a whole other whole <laughs> other kettle of fish yes yeah it was insane i mean yeah this book is and you know i believe this was dylan's first book ever yeah i'm i'm not positive but i am i am holy shit like 96 percent positive yeah but yeah, I am I am pretty sure that this was the first book that she's that she has that she's written. Wow. She might have done like Vela or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but for book publishing, I think that was her first. I mean, it's insane. And it was incredible. I mean, Dylan's a great author. I haven't read anything by her that I haven't enjoyed 1000%. Yeah, um, she's a she's a one click author for me. Yes, like I will do arcs for her no problem. You Absolutely, know, if she ever needs them. Um, she's also so great at writing these alpha take charge unhinged people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she brought us Jeremy. Oh yes, how can I forget my husband? <laughs> <laughs> He's not actually my husband, but he does um, look like my husband. <laughs> and well, the I remember because the like the teaser she had, I we may have talked about this before, but the teaser she had on her Instagram, you sent me, and I was like, oh my god, the the heroine had like brown curly hair, and. The hero is this like Viking looking dude with tattoos and a beard. And I was like, oh my God, it's me and Mrs. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I wonder what we get up to in this book. Well, speaking of you and Mr. Savage, why don't you tell me a little bit about your cruise that you were on? Your adult cruise with no kids. Oh my God. It was so nice, guys. I spent seven days on a cruise ship without children, with margaritas. I read, I know this isn't the spicy parts you want to hear about, but guys, seven days, I read eight books. <laughs> I've never, I haven't read that many books in that short amount of time in quite a while. Yeah. But when you don't have children to take care of and you can lounge around all day. I read a lot of LV Lane. I'll tell you about it, um, I guess, in my palate cleansers. But um, I read a lot of books. The funniest thing happened, though, 
First of all, day two of the cruise, Mr. Savage gets food poisoning. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so day two of cruise, he is the whole day kind of like just in bed and in the bathroom. Um, but for the most part, just in bed, like sleeping. He, it, it was definitely like a food poisoning thing because it was almost exactly 24 hours, you know, and then he was perfectly fine. And the sad part about being parents is he was like, you know, it was actually kind of nice to be forced to stay in bed for a while. <laughs> like not do anything. <laughs> yeah, because when you're, as a parent, when you're sick, you still have to parent. Exactly. It was, was kind of nice to just, it was like, you know, besides the vomiting, it was quite nice. But we had booked a couple of massage during that second day because uh, it was a C day. And so obviously he couldn't go, but I was like, I'm still going. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and watch you puke. <laughs> like I'm going to get my massage. Yeah. And so um, anybody who's ever gotten a massage knows that you get pretty much naked. I just stayed in my underpants and I laid on the table and the lady's like, as she uncovers, like she uncovers limb by limb, kind of mm -hmm. to, to massage, and she just keeps finding more and more bruises. <laughs> and this lady's like, "Wow, you have a lot of bruises." And I was like, "Yeah, I just bruise really easy, and like, I'm just really pale." And she uncovers like another leg, and <laughs> that leg bruises. I honestly thought she was gonna like call security, <laughs> be like escort this poor lady away from whoever she's with because she's getting beat guys we know mr savage doesn't know gentle and i don't really want a gentle anyway so it's fine and again this is our first time away from our children in quite a while so we were having a good time if you know what i mean but i had literal fingerprints up and down my thighs like on my my shoulders my hey it's like everywhere badge of honor baby i mean yes and no i mean yes and no also i mean i'm bruised now and we haven't done anything okay i just i just bruise yeah <laughs> you know so it's just funny but this lady was like really she asked me honestly about five times about these bruises and like if i was okay I, I almost was like, I didn't know what to tell her and be like, look, lady, I just, I just have sex with my husband. I went to a new doctor and it was an extensive exam, mm. which concluded with the, do you feel that you're safe at home? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> because I bruised that way too. Yeah, again, I'm not. I'm like I'm saying uh, we definitely had a great time. Uh, it's been a I, long time since Mr. Klein has bruised me sexually, though. Really? Yeah, he up his game. Ah, uh, <laughs> he's got he, he, he's found a new friend. So oh, so attention has been diverted. I understand recently. Okay, it's really well. cute. Is it? It is. It's a, he's adorable. Oh, I mean, I've already told you he's a golden retriever, but yes, he's like, look what I found. Look what I found. 
Oh, is she local? Yeah. Okay. So that's fun. So we'll see how that turns out. That's exciting for him. Um, but we don't, because of my health reasons, we don't yeah. play as hard as we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just physically am not capable. I you you can't beat my back the way that I used to. Beat no, it. please, you have enough issues. <laughs> Don't break my Tori. I need her. <laughs> well, your Tori has surgery scheduled. Yes, June twenty ninth. Oh my God, that's my birthday. Is it really? Yes. I didn't have your birthday on my calendar, so I didn't know. Um. Yeah, it'll be an overnight stay, and they are taking out two joints from my spine. Yikes. And they're inserting a disc because the disc that I have has disintegrated, and the boat, the vertebra are stacked on top of each other. Oh. Uh, and the doctor's like, well, it might take care of your pain, and it might not. Okay. It well. could be 80%. It could be 20%. It could be 100%. It could be 50%. It could be 0%. We won't know until after the surgery. I was like, oh, good times. Well, let's put it into the good vibes that it will be 100%. No, it'll be 110%. You're going to feel good as new, better than new. You're going to be better than new. Your back's going to feel great. I'm going to be amazing. It is sad that my surgery date is my palate cleanser for the show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you I know I you. am so excited for it. I we had it scheduled a couple of weeks sooner. Mm. And then he had a change in his schedule and they had to push it back a week. But I just I just want it done. And if I push it back any later, it'll run into uh, my recovery time will run into classes. Yeah. And I've got one class that I have to be on campus for this semester. So, yeah, I don't got time for that. No, and I know you really aren't feeling great. So having the surgery sooner rather than later is a better situation. So, yeah, but that means that I'm going to have for the first month, I can't lift anything heavier than a jug of milk. Oh, I have I am limited in my bending, twisting, moving, lifting, all of that. So really, I get. I get to spend a month reading. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I am like, woohoo! Send Tory book recs. <laughs> yes, send Tory book recs. Well, I've got book recs for you. My palate cleansers, palate cleansers, because I got <laughs> eight of them. <laughs> Did you read Forget Me Not Bombshell? No, because I didn't want to read it too soon. soon. Yeah, I did it on purpose. Gotcha. Um, my palate cleansers are LV Lane Centaur books. <laughs> she has a whole, a whole series. I haven't heard of those. Oh my gosh. Hang on. Let me open my, um, my Goodreads up and I'll tell you all about them. They're fun. They're dark-ish. I wouldn't say that they are super dark, um, but they are fun reads um and hang on just a sec i gotta i gotta open them up but they're so 
they're shorter also they're not like super long so they go by really quickly which is another reason i read eight of them in a seven day span um uh well while you're looking that up i will give you my book rec for this episode i just recently finished the depraved sinners series by sharon and ann which is a dark mafia reverse harem and it was amazing. I had started it um, like a long, long time ago. And like when I was still getting into the dark romance and I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? I can't read that. So I made another one of her series, which wasn't as dark. Um, and after she finished this one, I came back to it. And it was so good. You would love the first book because there's like four chase scenes. Ooh, okay. Um, and the poor heroine gets kidnapped so many times that I lost count. <laughs> it had all of the all of the good stuff. Psychotic, over the top, possessive men. Um, yeah, it was just debt repayment. All the good things. That sounds good. Okay. So these book, um, these books are part of the Coveted Prey series. So technically an Omegaverse, of course, which is why I loved these books. Mm -hmm. But they're a fantasy, obviously, because they're centaurs, right? Yeah. Um, but they're just so fun. The first one I read was I think this uh the centaur in my forest i believe is the first one um and like i said there's a whole bunch of them and and they're also like intertwined with the like trained for their pleasure pray the like okay. those books um pray was so good yeah i didn't read it i tried reading it it's a reverse harem it's a, it's a reverse harem i didn't like it um so i liked it enough for both of us yeah, it's fine. Uh, we all we all know we don't have to go back to that, right? You know, I just don't freaking, I just I can't let. Anyway, these are not. Oh, the last one is the very last one is a reverse harem, uh, and there's like an orc involved. It's a lot. It was a lot. Oh, I finished it. I did. I I read it. Um, but there's centaurs, and they uh pretty much have. Uh, these ladies that are omegas tend to them because they're the only ones as per the slick that can handle a centaur and it i guess it has a little bit of like that pony play in in it mm -hmm. um which i was like ooh, i don't like it was an interesting read because i've never read anything like that before because like they he the only way to have sex with between a centaur and a an omega, which are very small humans, yeah, is to put them in like these like stirrup things <laughs> and like to give them a bridle and all for safety reasons. Okay, for safety reasons. I'm gonna have to check this one out. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Um, and they they feed on the centaurs. 
come because it's magical and it tastes amazing. Oh my God. I gotta go back to the cruise with my my husband. Oh God. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not where you think it's going, I promise. <laughs> um, so we went to this hibachi restaurant on the cruise ship and the dessert because there's a lot of food on the cruise trips okay and like by the time the hibachi thing was over i was full as hell but they were like the dessert's coming uh what would you like and i'm like i can't eat anything so like one of the the options was just like this exotic fruit tray and i was like all right i can like eat some strawberries and call it a day so they bring out this tray of fruit with this dipping coconut sauce Guys, she's blushing. All I've done is read nothing but centaur porn. <laughs> Where these like ladies go crazy for the centaur come because it's the most delicious, nutritious thing in the world. <laughs> I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this coconut dipping sauce that looks suspiciously. Like something else. And so I'm like, all right. So I dip my strawberry into the, and I, I eat it. And I'm like, it is so fucking delicious. <laughs> and so I look at Mrs. Savage and I'm like, I understand how the omegas feel. I'm like, I can drink this for like days. <laughs> Oh my god, I was dying. And he's just looking at me like, not everything has to do with your fucking books. It's okay, Mr. Savage. You can be wrong. Yeah. We will love you anyway. But that's how. Yeah, so um, this dipping sauce really was so good because I was so full from all this food, but like could not stop eating it. And like I said, it looked suspiciously like cum. It was like the perfect consistency and color. <laughs> oh my god. Also, rewind. How long have we been recording? Should I should I I have no idea. Go for it. Should I save this? Should I save the story for the next time? I don't know how long we've been recording it. it used to give me a time limit, but now I or a timer, but it doesn't do that hmm. anymore. All right, real quick. Um, I got very upset at Mr. Savage during this trip because uh, we did a lot of drinking. So we did a lot of like heart-to-heart -heart talks as we were drunk. And um, he we, we started talking about porn. Okay, and of course we're talking about this at lunch, like with other people around Naturally. us. Naturally. I was like, ah, whatever. I'm never going to see these people again. Um, unless you're the people I met in the hot tub who oh that's the other thing Mr. Savage is pimping our podcast out to all the people okay really yes I'll go back to my story about the porn but Mr. Savage smokes bad boy but he does and so he go there's like a smoker section so he made friend with all the smokers and there was this little old lady who was there with her two daughters and um, they got to talking 
And they were like, yeah, like, you know, they were from somewhere in the Midwest. I don't remember where. Um, and they were like, yeah, we're waking up in the middle of the night. And like, our out, you know, our, our internal clock is all weird. Like, I can't cough. Anyway, so they're like, my internal clock is all weird. Um, what am I, you know, so like we just sit up and read. And he's like, oh, what do you guys read? And they're like, oh, just like a lot of romance. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, well, boy, do I have. He's like, what kind of romance? And they're like, oh, all, all types. And he's like, all right, well, if you like fucked up romance, because <laughs> that's what he calls us. He's like, my wife has a podcast. And apparently they wrote it down. So if you're the lovely ladies who my savage husband um, met at the smoking section of the cruise ship, hello. Welcome. Welcome to Trigger Warning Romance. This is it, ladies. If, if um, <laughs> But yeah, like he like gave and then we made a, a couple of friends in a hot tub that were um, there and the, the girl was reading Akatar. So uh, Mr. Savage was like, oh, you should tell them about what you do for for fun. So, so like half the cruise ship found out about my podcast, which I'm fine with. Welcome to Trigger Warning Romance. If you were on the cruise ship with us, um, you may know a little too much about us now. But Don't worry. You're going to know more as, as we go along. Yeah. We don't keep secrets here. <laughs> no. We haven't spoken really, and I've I got all these stories backed up. Well, that's because every time I ask, you're like, I want to hold it for the podcast. I want to hold it till we record. Well, did you really want me to tell you the cum story without no. the podcast? It's no, it it wouldn't be the same. No, <laughs> which is why I'm going to tell you about the porn story now. <clears throat> anyway, so we're talking, and I don't know how we got on the topic of porn, but you know we did. And I was like, I don't really watch it because I read it, right? For the mm -hmm. most part, I don't watch porn. I read it and then I do what I need to do. And first of all, he was like, when are you doing this? And I'm like, when you're downstairs, you know, doing whatever you're doing, watching TV. He's like, why don't you call me? And I'm like, because you take one orgasm and make it into like 15. And I just need the one before I go to sleep, okay? He's <laughs> like, just call me. I'm like, no. I tried to have that. I've had that conversation, that almost that exact conversation with Mr. Klein. Yeah. I, he gets a little of Rosillas. Okay. We, we, we know, we know my, my lovely husband. Um, and then also I was like, well, what kind of, I'm like, so you know exactly what I'm reading, right? Like I tell you all the crazy things I, I'm, I'm into what I'm reading. He's like, I'm like, what's like your favorite porn to watch? And he wouldn't tell me. He said, I'm so mad. I'm like, why won't you tell me? I'm like, we might want to, like, I'll do it. I probably will do it, you know? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say 100% because if it's something absolutely insane. Well, you don't agree to, you don't give a blanket statement. Just, yeah. If you've seen it in porn, I'll do it. No. No. Bad I said, idea. I said I'll probably do it. <laughs> but he's like, no. He's like, it's too crazy. I'm like, too crazy. I just told you about centaur porn. Like, he wouldn't tell me i am determined to find out eventually but i'm so mad now i'm trying to think he's like well what do you think i'm into and i'm like i don't know like 
If I knew, I wouldn't have to ask. Yeah. He's like, what, what? He's like, what am I? I'm like, yeah, you're like a pleasure dom. I'm like, all right, so you just watch people come all the time, like over and over and over again. I'm like, what? You like tie them down and stuff? Okay, cool. Like, I'm down for that. And he just like looked at me, and I'm like, like, oh no, like you have no idea. I'm like, no, I don't. Which is why I'm asking, asshole. <laughs> anyway, I was so mad because I was drunk. That made me angrier. Yeah. But when you find out, you'll have to share. Yeah, I totally will. But we haven't brought it up since. And I don't know. I just don't understand because it's not fair. I'm like, it's not fair. You know exactly know exactly what I'm into because I'm reading it and I'm telling you about all the non-con that I'm enjoying. Or never did it for me. Same. Um. Dirty Stories did it for me. Still does do it for me, obviously. Um, but porn was never a big thing for me. No, I'm not saying I don't watch it. Like, I sometimes. I don't remember the last time I watched porn. It's no, more I... like when I have to look up a visual. I'm like, what does that look like? I take that back. I remember... Sitting with, it was after I left my husband, me and a couple of friends put on a porno and we did, we mystery science theater 3000 it. Oh, that's right. You told me about that. It was so entertaining. I think that was the last time that I watched porn. My college roommates and I used to host porn and cookie night (laughs) because our dorm building had like a full-on kitchen in the basement so we would bake cookies and then we would have but we watched like the like the like the funny ones like Edward penis hands right like the that kind um again for like the novelty of it like, like what does that look like yeah like, it wasn't anything to, like, like, I didn't find it attractive. You know, it didn't, didn't do it for me at all. Um, But, yeah, I was so mad that Mr. Savage wouldn't. He's like, well, what do you think it is? I'm like, oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> why would I ask you? I'm like, why wouldn't you tell me? Like, if there's a slight chance, I'm like, I don't know. Like, how, are you embarrassed? Like, why aren't you telling me? Again, I just told you that I read centaur porn like it's pretty crazy what i'm reading so can't be any crazier than that yeah mr klein and i don't really have any kind of i mean he tells me about what happens with his other partners Mm -hmm. so i mean we're we're both pretty open about what goes where with whom yeah i'm just curious as to why he, he thinks maybe i'll judge him but i'm like I'm not a very judgmental person when it comes to those kinds of things. Yeah, you really aren't. No. And he should know that. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for joining us. I think that we've blabbered on enough about all sorts of things. I would like to say, before we can we go on, a big thank you to Lowe at Well Nurse at Well Red Nurse on TikTok. For joining Nat for our last episode. I thought that was an amazing job. Yes. And a very interesting sounding book. 
Uh, yes. It was, I told, like I said in that episode, Den of Vipers on steroids, which if you have read Den of Vipers, then I don't even know how that's possible, but it was possible, especially because <laughs> it was such a short book. It was like 200 pages of absolute banana pants insanity. So yes, no. thank you, Lo. Thank I had you, Lo. Fantastic conversation with her. And she agreed to come back and talk to me about Andorra Sector by Lexi C. Foss, which don't read that next because that's not what's next, but it is coming eventually. I have a couple of things to point out about our Facebook community. Okay. Um, I have asked folks, and if you haven't seen it already, please go and and look. Um in your perfect world, who would guest host with us? Yeah. Who would you like to see as a guest on our podcast? There's no guarantee that we can get them. There's no guarantee that we won't get them. But I'm just looking at at options now that we're starting to, now that we've got the two of us sorted. Yeah. Adding somebody else in every now and again is, is a good way to spice it up. It is. And also with Tori's upcoming surgeries, like we might need a little bit of filling in or if I'm not feeling great, having somebody who is um, open to come on and have a fun conversation with Tori or me or, you know, the three three people can talk. I don't know how that would work, but um, yeah, we appreciate your input. We also have a questions thread going on so that we can do a another Q&A episode for season mm -hmm. two. So throw those questions at us. There's a pinned post in our Facebook group, or you can hit either one of us up on TikTok or Instagram. Yes. Um, do I have any reviews? I don't know. <laughs> Fine. I don't think we have any new reviews. So give us a new review if you have not rated or um, reviewed us please rate and review us so that we can read your review out loud it also helps other people who are interested in dark romance find us i just want to say that we have over twenty-two thousand plays that's insane of our podcast that <laughs> we have had for a year yeah, it is insanity, folks. And you guys are the most awesome listeners ever. I can't thank you enough for all of your support. Yes, um, everybody is incredible in our community. I love the community we built. We're just it's a fun place to be. Yeah. So thank you for for being with us. What are we reading next week? Torment Part Two Ooh, by I'm Dylan so Page. So excited. Spoiler alert. This is a this book is very dividing. It's very mm. divisive because you've got people who either loved it or people that hated it. Because the conclusion to the story is not what you would expect. It is not your traditional happily ever after. And if that's what you're looking for, skip it. Don't, for the love of gods, please don't read the book. And then give Dylan a one-star review because you don't like the fact that it's not conventional. Okay. And that's all I'll say on that. I will I will finish that rant next week. And I'll just say make sure you check 
the trigger warnings before you read the next book. It gets heavy. It gets very, very heavy. Um, but it does have a tattoo scene. <laughs> so. But thank you guys for joining us. It was lovely to be here again. Yes. I have missed you, Nat. I'm glad that we're back to a regular or semi-regular recording schedule anyway. Yes. I've missed you as well. And I've, I'm excited to be back from my vacation and uh, sick as per karma. You know, too much fun makes you sick. And then, um, yeah, I'm excited to, to do this all over again. So thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye.